In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today, our guest is Mark Stiles, a sexual abuse survivor who's got an incredible story of forgiveness, repentance, and healing that he's going to share with us today. Welcome to the show, mate. How are you doing? I'm doing really good, thanks, Matt. How are you, mate? Really good. Now, uh, mate, uh, I was so impressed when I saw you at the uh, National Day of Prayer and Fasting sharing about your story and how you actually came to a point where you could forgive those who'd abused you. Uh, It really is a powerful moment in the Australian church uh, that we're talking about at the National Day of Prayer when uh, the leaders of many denominational uh, uh, leaders were there and they were all you know, praying for you and washing your feet and uh, asking for forgiveness. It was a real powerful moment. Uh, why don't we get you to share a bit of your story so that people know a little bit about where you, you're from. So whereabouts were you born and raised? Where, where are you from? Uh, born in Melbourne, uh, in Victoria, mate, mm-hmm. and um, grew up there till uh, about the age of six. Okay. And then moved on to Canberra. Mm-hmm. Uh, lived in Canberra till the age of about 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from Canberra um, went to Goulburn in New South Wales to the uh, to the Salvation Army Boys Home there. Okay. Mm. Now, you've been in front of the Royal Commission sharing your story uh, over the last couple of years, and uh, you, you really weren't in a place to share until just recently, uh, mainly because of an encounter with God that we're going to get to shortly. Uh, but let's just hear a bit of your story. Tell us what happened back in Goulburn when you were growing up. Uh, well, I was sent to the Boys Home as a result of um, basically growing up fatherless for all the years before. Um and um, in those days, there was a, a comment, an uncontrollable child. Uh, in my case, I was put in there um, just in case. If you read my uh, my documentation from those days, it says uh, we'll, we'll put him there just in case he goes awry, mm. uh, which was quite interesting, really. So um, one day I was growing up in Leafy Curtain in the ACT, uh, and the next day I was in quite an imposing building in Goulburn in New South Wales with 78 other boys I'd never met before. And uh, and a handful of staff from the uh, from the church. And what was life like there? <sighs> How do, what, <laughs> what was life like? Life was very regimented. Um, there was extreme regimentation, as if it was an army type of environment, which it, it was, of course. Um, and I suppose when you're managing, you know, seventy eight odd boys, you've got to have that certain thing in place. Um, it was a very lonely place. Um, it was devoid of of love. Uh, it was devoid of um, pleasantries. It was devoid of family. Um, and uh, it was a real tough environment. And, and growing up in the town as well and uh, integrating into the town, going to school, uh, etc., it was also very tough because we were uh, looked down on as being second-class citizens and uh, would never amount to anything, etc., um, etc. Et I was c- quite often told that by my teachers at Goulburn High School, uh, you know, that I was useless, would never amount to anything, um, and um, they shouldn't be bothered wasting their time with me and all of my other colleagues that were also in the boys' home at the time. And tell us what you were able to share at the Royal Commission recently. Uh, I went to the Royal Commission in February last year, and um, 
I uh, shared my time in the boys' home in relation to the abuses that we suffered. Um, so they were sexual abuses and they were also physical abuses, uh, beatings, etc. Um, following that, there was also emotional abuse. You know, I would be dragged out of bed at three o'clock in the morning, given a toothbrush, uh, and told to go downstairs and scrub the toilets with a toothbrush. Mm. Um, I would do that for an hour, and then I'd be assaulted by by um, uh, one of the staff members there. Mm. It must have really been something quite crippling, uh, physically but emotionally, uh, during your younger years. What, what, what? How many years did this take place? Uh, I was only there for one and three quarter years. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were others that were there for a lot longer um, than I was, um, but it was absolutely debilitating. It, it, it destroys your fabric mm-hmm. of who you are. Um, and how you're growing up. And when you grew up fatherless as I did in the first place, that's even worse. So go, taking that into life, you take into life a lot of mistrust, hate. You take into life a lot of um, arrogance, mm-hmm. um, very poor opinions, um, and those sorts of things. And they they form part of who you are, what you choose to do with life. And as I said uh, in Canberra recently, um, I made a lot of um, bad decisions, mm. but they were they were without foundation. So basically I was a foundationless person mm. wandering around the earth um, and as I did for a while later in life, wandering around the world, um, working, doing this, doing that, but a rudderless ship, if you will. Mm. Mm. And then around about five years ago, you had an encounter with God and you discovered your real heavenly father mm. and that kind of prepared you to be able to share about what you went through as a child. Mm. Uh, tell us about that encounter. Um I was uh, woken one morning, funnily enough, uh, I used to drink a fair bit, and uh, I, I got up one morning, I was woken one morning at four o'clock in the morning, and um, got up and I started writing, I got onto my computer and I started writing, and I had no idea what I was writing. What I started writing was was a book of my experiences there. So in my emotional world, etc., it was a culmination. I think God brought me to that place. Um, and once I'd, I'd written about 60 pages, and Honestly, I've never written 60 pages of anything in my life. Um, and uh, so I, I did that, um, crawled into the bottle for a weekend. Then Monday went back to work uh, and I was on my way home and I was just feeling uh, quite emotional about having written what I did and I was replaying it as you do in your mind. And I heard the voice of God very clearly said, Mark, Jesus is alive. Mm. And I had to pull over. I broke down into tears. It was too much. I was like, Really? And and it was almost, that was the beginning of me discovering what I'd wanted all my life was a dad. Mm. And I had I had the best one. You know, this wasn't a shopping expedition. This was, I had the top of the tree, the very best dad I could have, which is which is God, God the Father. Yeah. And then after that encounter, uh, you, you know, got back into, you know, being a part of church and started getting uh, full on for God and... And then at some stage you decided you wanted to speak up about what happened to you uh, as a child. Uh, what triggered that? Uh, wife and I sat down and talked about it quite a lot. Um, and I wanted to go to the Royal Commission and empower people that may not um, have the capacity to, to go and talk. Um, I wanted to let them know that it was okay because it's not our fault. We didn't do this as, as children, as, as the innocents. Uh, we didn't beat ourselves, etc., etc. Um, and I wanted to go there and I wanted to let guys know. And that's why I was named publicly. And mm. I chose that. I could have had a pseudonym and, 
and, and, and there were some guys that did that, and that's fine, you know. Um, for me, I thought, no, I've got to let other, I wanted to let other people know. That was my driving force to start with. And then when you were invited to the National Day of Prayer and Fasting uh, with uh, James Condon, the leader of the Salvation Army, also leaders from the Australian Christian churches, from Hillsong, from uh, the Catholics and Anglicans, all these church leaders there, and you were told that you were going to be sharing your testimony on stage and they were going to be asking for forgiveness. And also they were going to wash your feet. What was your reaction to that? Um you, you almost got that right, Matt. They, they said they were going to wash feet. They didn't necessarily mention my feet. <laughs> right. um, so when I found out it was my feet, uh, I thought, oh, gee, I'm glad I did my nails the day before. <laughs> um, no, but, but it, it, when you grow up without a father, when you grow up without God the Father, it's very hard to accept anything from anybody. Mm. Um, and one of the things that I've learned um, since hearing the voice of God is Child abuse victims, male and female, have a lot of difficulty in asking for things for themselves. Mm. You know, they have a lot of difficulty in saying that's okay. I can, I can accept that. So I think, I think I briefly ducked back to that place when when James said to me, I'm, "You know, we're going to wash your feet today," and I sort of thought, "Are you mm. okay?" Um, but it was a very humbling moment for me. Um, it was a very powerful moment, I believe, in the spirit realm. Um, but it's very humbling for me, and and. It was everything I could do not to cry on stage. Mm. You know, it, it was it. It broke me. If I needed any more breaking from the father, it did that. Mm. You know, uh, and when when um, when Chris uh, dried my feet, um, the archbishop, and, and and kissed my foot, that that really it brought about a culmination of churches that have sadly have been involved with the royal commission, um, and it it showed a unity, mm. and and. I suppose in one way I was representative of victims there um, and I hope that a whole heap of other people um, come forward now and and, 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 um, and engage with this. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think there was a real unity there and the, and the prayers offered by the leaders of the different churches were very, very... Um, they, they were confessing sin. Yeah. And, and as you know, mate, better than I do, you know, you know, if we get on our knees and confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And... So it was quite emotional seeing you get your feet washed, mm. and then they went and asked your wife to come. That 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 was um, yeah, that was pretty freaky. Um, that was awesome, you know. But you know, my wife's been the the, the one that's been supporting me um, emotionally for the last four and a half or four years that we've been married, uh, and and on this roller coaster ride, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, and uh, one of the ladies from um, Hillsong said they wanted to wash. Um, Lee's feet too, as uh, representing wives that have supported abused husbands, mm. okay, children, especially young girls that have been abused in, in homes, in care, in families, mm. um, daughters, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that showed a real um, togetherness for us as well. Mm. You know, we're in this together. Mm. Um, and, um, and, yeah, I thought that was amazing. And you know there was lots of there's you know probably you know several hundred people in the building that day at the Great Hall of Parliament House, many people watching uh, live uh, on the internet on the live streaming, and now there's a documentary being made about the day, uh, and the, the DVD and it's you know going to be broadcast on TBN. You know it's on all sorts of different areas that people will be watching it. Uh, you just wonder how many people will be impacted that have been through the same thing you've been through, and I guess the key here is. Healing. Uh, the fact that 
forgiveness leads to healing. Um, have you been healed? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It was a little bit of a process. Um, I've often heard it said that you know when you come to the Lord, um, the next day, who are you more like? Who you've chosen now or what you've lived? Um, for me, it was a little bit of um, some rough edges, n- knocking those off, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as far as other people hearing this, I, I made a comment uh, in Canberra that I'd like to read again, if, mm-hmm. if I may. And uh, every time I do this, <laughs> I think my wife looks at me strangely. But in Canberra, when I was speaking, I, I, I made the comment. I said, today my message is simple. Jesus is Lord of all. Okay. Today my desire is simple. To all here now listening to this show, Matt, that you're doing mm. with, with us, to all watching it, to all those that are lost in the pain of hurts many years ago, wherever you are, go into a quiet place and ask Jesus to touch you and begin your journey home to where we all belong in the lap of the Father. And the healing that when you cry out to God with all your heart, he heal, I, I can't even begin to describe what he's done for me. I hope I, I developed the skill to write it down one day, but he healed my heart. He gave me love. Um, most of all, he taught me my identity and my identity. I'm a son, you know, and I have a dad. Mm. For the, I'm 56, and the first time in my life I have a dad, mm. and I love him to bits. And he's a perfect heavenly father who gives good gifts to his children who offers grace and mercy and forgiveness. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of that quote uh, from C.S. Lewis. He said, I can forgive the inexcusable in others because God has forgiven the inexcusable in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yeah. So you know that your sins are forgiven. Mm. And, you know, you've, you've had a pretty wild life uh, from some of the things you've told me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, your sins are forgiven. Yes. So you can now forgive those yeah. who have sinned against you yeah. as uh, we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Mm. Such a powerful, powerful testimony. Mate, I'm just wondering if you would be willing to pray now for anyone listening to this, mm. uh, for healing for anyone that has unforgiveness or that has wounds that they've, they've never been able to share. Mm. Would you pray for those right now? Absolutely. Let's pray. Oh, Father God, you are Lord. Jesus is Lord. And Father God, I want to thank you for what you've done in my life. Lord God, you turned around a lost man. And you made me a son. And Father God, I lift up all of the people that have been abused. Father God, the scars and the hurt and the pain they've been carrying all these years. Father God, that you would fall on them with your spirit. You would just let them know you're there. Knock on their door, Lord. and Pour out your anointing. Pour out your healing on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's been an honour to uh, spend some time with you, mate, and uh, I reckon you're a history maker. And uh, if anyone does want to see the footage from the National Day of Prayer and Fasting, they can go to the website, nationaldayofprayer.com.au, and uh, if you search the YouTube section there, you can find uh, the, the, uh, the foot washing on stage with Mark and his wife and, and these denominational leaders. And uh, a lot of people, I believe, have been impacted by this. And So are you, you going to publish a book one day about all this? Are you you're still writing? Yes, I am. Um, sort of working at the moment, mm-hmm. catching up on a few things. Um, I start. I wrote the book out of a place of hate, yeah, and revenge, right? Um, and I can't do that anymore when I now have a heart of peace and love, right? So I've got to rewrite, <laughs> rewrite it. Okay, yeah, but the content will be equally as descriptive. I think. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, mate. Well, looking forward to seeing that coming out. Uh, Mark Stiles, thanks for joining us. God bless. Thank you, Matt. All the best, mate. 
Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.